What's up, everybody? I'm Andrew Hawkins. And I'm Joe Thomas, and this is the minicast of the Tom and Hawk Football Show NFL Draft Edition. We're taking a break from vacation for the best week of the offseason. Let's get after it. All right, Joe, there is still a lot of questions about who is going to go number one overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. Usually, we kind of know by this point who the player is going to be, but Jags and head coach Doug Peterson have not tipped their hand at all. They've been adamant that they have no idea what they're doing with that first overall pick. So my question is, Joe, do you think they should go offensive lineman to protect their previous first overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, or get one of these supreme edge rushers that everybody is raving about in this year's draft class. Yeah, and the reason we don't know about that first overall pick is because there's not an obvious quarterback, right? And there's not as many teams this season that we expect to draft a quarterback in the first round for various reasons. One being, there's just not as many teams that are desperate for a quarterback right now as there usually is. And the other thing is there's nobody that's really deserving of that number one overall pick that's the quarterback. So we have this unusual situation where the Jags are sitting at number one. They took Trevor Lawrence. He's obviously the future of their franchise. They haven't really gotten a lot of calls about trading out of that spot because nobody's interested in trading up to that number one spot, giving up a ton of draft picks, ton of draft capital to be able to take a quarterback number one overall. So I think what the Jags should do is take Aiden Hutchinson. He's the most clear-cut obvious star in the NFL. He's the most polished pass rusher we've seen since the Bosa brothers. He's a guy who checks every single box. He's got a high ceiling and a very high floor. And so for them, it's easy to say, hey, we want to be able to affect the quarterback because for a young quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, the best friends for those guys are a running game and a great defense because it doesn't put the pressure on him to be able to have to score a lot of points every time he touches the football. So for them, Aiden Hutchinson is the obvious choice. However, there's been a lot of conversation about them potentially taking an offensive lineman. Your take, Hawk. I am Team O Lyman for the first time ever in my life, and I'm, I hope we delete and <laughs> scrub this whoa, podcast whoa, from history. Whoa, 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 but I am Team Offensive Lyman. I think if you made the investment in the Trevor Lawrence, you continue to solidify his protection. Give the guy a chance to actually be as good as you think he can be. Go get Iki Aquanu. Go get Neil out of Alabama. If you go edge rusher, though, Joe, I know you're a big Aiden Hutchinson fan, mm-hmm. and he probably is, I would say, the more sure bet of the two. But I like Trayvon Walker because this dude is a freak athlete. I'm talking Miles Garrett level of freak athlete. If I told you that at the combine somebody ran a 4 5 1, a 36 vertical leap, a 10 3 broad, and a 6 8 9 three cone drill, you would think I was talking about a wide receiver and not a 280 pound edge rusher with a wingspan longer than almost anybody who was at the combine. So I think Trayvon Walker, they're not one player away. Take a flyer on that guy and let him go chase down all the unathletic quarterbacks that are in your division and make yourself look really smart. The one thing I will say about Trayvon Walker, I do like him because he's very versatile. He's dropped into coverage for Georgia. He's played mm-hmm. edge. He's played interior defensive lineman. So he's a guy that you can find a position no matter what type of defense you play for this guy to go on the field and be an impact player. However, whenever people want to spit a bunch of stats from the combine about a defensive lineman, I always tell them, hey, why don't you go up and Google this guy named Mike Mamula? And if you were a kid like we were a child in the 90s, you were playing Madden football in the 90s, you remember the Philadelphia Eagles drafting this guy, Mike Mamula, who had a ridiculous combine and then fizzled in the NFL because he just wasn't a football player. And I'm not saying that's what Trayvon Walker is. Wow, Trayvon, I hope you heard that. He's a guy that 
has done good things at the college game, but he's not a polished player. He's got a much lower floor than Aiden Hutchinson. Granted, now his ceiling is ridiculous because you talked about the numbers, the athleticism, and he has played fairly well, but he's got a lot of work to do technique-wise to become a dominant pass rusher to be deserving mm. of that number one overall pick. Hawk, this isn't a big year for quarterback. Two of the top names appear to be Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh guy, so you got to love him. And then a kid that we didn't really know a whole lot about going into the combine and the draft cycle, and that's Malik Willis out of Liberty. But who do you think is going to be the first quarterback taken off the board? I think the first quarterback off the board for the 2022 draft is going to be Malik Willis. Mm. I think he had a great senior bowl, but here's the thing. You're right. There's not really any quarterback that jumps out and say, oh, this is a surefire first round pick home run guy to change your franchise. And so when we're in that situation, you got to kind of look for the ceiling and what you need. There are teams that need quarterbacks and they're not going to be able to afford to pass up on a quarterback that's available in this year's draft. I think Malik Willis makes the most sense because he has elite running ability. He's an elite arm talent. And when you know, all the other things are considered. If you don't have a guy that you know is the next Joe Burrow or you know is the next uh, Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes, then you got to go with somebody that has something that no other quarterback has. And that's what you look at the best quarterbacks in the league now. They have something that they're elite at. Malik Willis has two things that he's elite at. He's mm. incredibly strong lower body, and he's a great runner with the football, and he can throw the ball a quarter mile, Joe. I love Malik Willis, and I think – the 2020s is the era where you have to take risks at the quarterback position. We look at how great the quarterback position play is in the NFL, especially when you look at the AFC. It's a big reason why the Browns made the move they did. Baker Mayfield is a solid starting quarterback in the NFL, but if you want to compete for a championship year in and year out, you've got to have exceptional quarterback play. I don't think Kenny Pickett has the ceiling to be able to say that this is the guy that can take his team and win a Super Bowl every single year that he's in the league. But Malik Willis has that skill set. So if Malik Willis is able to have a steady franchise, a stable franchise with good team around him, and he's able to have the opportunity to develop, he's got a ceiling like a Patrick Mahomes type player. And so that's the type of guy that I would take a risk on in this year's NFL draft. And so I think he's going to be the first quarterback off the board and Watch out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a team that would be perfectly set up for a guy like Malik Willis, especially if Malik Willis is available somewhere in those middle rounds. The Steelers might have to trade up a few spots, but I think he's a guy that they covet because if they can get him in those middle rounds, they can not have the pressure to play him right away because they've got a few quarterbacks on the roster right now that can play. They can give him time to develop, maybe let him sit and watch in year one. He's got a good defense in Pittsburgh. And then in year two, he can take over and he can continue to develop those skill sets. In the NFL, he's going to develop rapidly, right? You don't have that system of resources around you at Liberty from the coaching staff to the weight room to the nutrition to the film room like you don't have those to be able to develop into a great player in college when you're at a small school like Liberty he will have that in Pittsburgh he'll have the backing of the organization a great stable franchise and he's a guy that could really benefit and develop into a great quarterback and the Steelers are looking at what's going on in the AFC specifically all the great quarterbacks that are there with the advent of Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson and they know that they need a great quarterback that can not only throw the football but he can make plays with his legs if they want to compete year in and year out especially in the AFC so I think they take a flyer on Malik Willis and they're going to be very happy several years down the line they add Malik Willis to the Steelers roster they're already an upgrade from where Ben Roethlisberger was a year ago no and they won eight games all right the trade rumors on draft 
season are always extremely fun, Joe. We got the Lions, the Texans, the Giants, the Jets, the Eagles, Saints, Packers, and Chiefs all have two first-round picks this year. That's a record. They could all deal one or more for more capital. Meanwhile, our guy Baker Mayfield is still on the Browns roster and looking to get dealt, and they have no first-round pick. So, which team do you see making the most dealing on draft day? You know, to me, it's the Saints, right? They made the big trade with the Eagles a few weeks ago. They've got additional draft picks. And I think everybody that's watched the draft so far that's paid attention to what the Saints have done as far as moving up in the draft, getting some draft picks, they expect that the Saints are going to be that team that are going to put those draft picks together and move up to take a quarterback. So they will definitely be in the Malik Willis sweepstakes. I think he was one of the guys that they really coveted. Um, There's a chance maybe Kenny Pickett's a guy that they think that could be the future of their franchise. But watch out for the Saints. They're a team that will likely trade up to try to draft one of these quarterbacks early in the draft. All right, enough quarterback talk, Hawk. Wide receivers have dominated the news and trades and free agency this offseason. Which wide receiver do you love in this draft? And who do you think is going to become the fastest wide receiver number one? Ah, who becomes wide receiver one the fastest? I think there are some very talented receivers in this group. Um, there's one that I think if he wouldn't have got hurt, he would probably be the best one. And that's, uh, Williams out of Alabama, Mm. but I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson out of Ohio state because he does a lot of things very, very well. He's probably the most complete package of any receiver in the draft because he's good height, good, good weight, about six foot, one ninety. Ran a 4-3 at the combine. He can run every route on the route tree. Extremely sudden. A great technician off the line. You know, he's coached down there by our guy, Brian Hartline, who always gets his guys right. Uh, He plays bigger than his size. He's great with the ball in his hands. And most times when a receiver comes to the league, your best chances of making an immediate impact are two ways. Are you a graduate-level route runner, right? Like the Justin Jeffersons, like the, the Jamar Chases. Yes, he is that. Jalen Waddle also comes to mind. He can run routes at an elite level already. And number two, he's great with the ball in his hands. If you can just get the ball and go make something happen, you have a good chance of making an impact day one when you get on the field. He can do both of those things really well. So I have Garrett Wilson being the fastest wide receiver to wide receiver one. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I think he's probably going to be the first guy off the draft because he's got the fewest negatives. You mentioned Drake London and Jamison Williams, two guys that have injury questions coming into this draft cycle. Uh, Unbelievable talent, but when you have those question marks, it becomes a big risk factor, right? And so Mm -hmm. that'll slide you down anybody's draft board. So Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, those are two guys from Ohio State that I think are going to be highly coveted in the middle rounds towards the top or towards the top of the first round uh, in this year's NFL draft. All right, Joe, you made yourself instantly famous on draft day uh, when you decided to skip the NFL draft event completely, even though you were a surefire first five pick, and you went fishing Mm. instead. If you could do it all over again, would you attend? I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but this is our podcast, and I am forced to ask it anyway. Uh, I would definitely not attend. I was very happy to be enjoying the waters of Lake Michigan, reeling in some brown trout on that Saturday afternoon rather than dressing up in a suit that I didn't have and going to New York and hugging people that I didn't know. Uh, It was a much better situation. I think we've seen a lot of players make that decision, maybe not necessarily fishing on draft day. 
but just going and spending it with their families. Go somewhere that's comfortable, be with people that you love that were a big part of your process. And don't go to, at the time it was New York, now it's Las Vegas this year, and hang out with a bunch of people that you don't know. Um, so I understand why people like to go. There's a lot of players, especially in today's world, that want that Instagram shot of them being on stage, holding their new jersey, hugging the commissioner, having that moment. And if that's something you've dreamed of your whole life, great. I have nothing against that. Me, I didn't dream of that one second my entire <laughs> life going into that even. Uh, what I dreamed about was that first play that I had and hoping that I didn't give up a sack in the NFL. Like I dreamed of real wins and losses on an NFL field on yeah. Sundays, not what happens walking across the stage and giving a guy that is adversarial when it comes to contract uh, talks during the CBA. He's not exactly your buddy. He's the guy that's trying to take money out of your pocket. So he's the last guy I want to give a hug to when I get drafted <laughs> into the NFL. Well, your dreams of losses, man, they came they came true in abundance um, in your career. So congratulations. <laughs> it took till year two, but after that, it was, uh, it was easily rolling the snowball downhill. Congratulations to that. So what would it have taken for you to go to the draft? Like, what was the scenario? Was it how much money? Yeah, there was never any conversation about paying but i'm sure there's a price for everything i forget yeah. who's credited with saying that quote you know we're all whores it just matters <laughs> at what price that's a saying you're gonna see yeah of course just look it up trust I've me never heard that say. yeah it's very famous it's written on my wall back <laughs> yeah. you just can't see it's behind my back well before we get out of here joe i think i have some breaking news about going to the draft i don't even know if i'm allowed to break this news but i'm pretty sure i'm announcing the one of the Browns' oh. second-day picks. Are you serious? That's true. That is a legit thing. So I, on the other hand, always dreamed of going to the draft. Um, I was not drafted. I don't think I've ever even – I don't think I've been drafted in anything. I don't even know if I've ever, I was ever even drafted in a fantasy draft, like in <laughs> fantasy. So this is, this is pretty cool to go. I'm trying to think of something cool to do. So if you have any ideas or any listeners mm. have any ideas, tweet us at Tomahawk Show or at Hawk, or at Joe Thomas 73 and suggest something that I should do on stage when I announce the Browns draft pick. I'm excited. I'll be at the draft doing the pre-draft show, and uh, hey, maybe we can get together after you uh, announce the glorious picks of the Cleveland Browns on day two. Anybody I pick is going to be a surefire Hall of Famer, so you can look forward to that, Browns fan. That does it for this mini-cast episode of the Tom and Hawk Football Show. We'll be back later this week with a special Thursday episode, so make sure you follow us on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcast so you do not miss a thing. Joseph, take us out. Joe Hawk yourself.